You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing important factors in building your dream practice. Many doctors do not have a clearly defined objective and vision of their office project. As a result, their new office is not really what they had envisioned and doesn't produce the desired results. Our guest today, an expert in the topic, is Dr. Mark Tholen, CEO of THE Design of Austin, Texas, and author of two books on dental office design, including 2019's Giving Form to Your Future, 100 Award-Winning Dental Office Floor Plans. We're really excited to have you on the program, Dr. Tholen. It's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Well, it's great to be here, so thanks so much for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. So what would be the purpose for a dentist to remodel or build a whole new office? What, what would their goals be? Well, most of the time when I ask a, a doctor that type of question, uh, the response is they need more operatories. And that's really not an objective. Uh, an objective would be I want to earn more money uh, or um, I want to reduce the stress in my life or I'd like to have a greater uh, percentage of case acceptance. But the idea of just, you know, ops, no, that, 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 is, that is a tactical move to a, achieve the objective. And so what I would, would offer uh, to all of our listeners is just exactly what I've said. Uh, really, the, the point of uh, designing and building a new facility is you want to return on the investment. Uh, yes, you're in the practice of dentistry, but you're also uh, obviously doing this to earn a living. And so we want a return on investment. And that return on investment is going to vary widely depending upon how well or how poorly you execute this project. And so we want, a, we want a, a good return. In fact, we want a great return on the investment. And the other thing that I would say that would be paramount to uh, any doctor's uh, efforts in designing and building a new facility, whether it's a lease space or a freestanding building or a condo or even a remodel, is uh, we want to reduce the physical and the emotional stress that we encounter uh, individually, but we also want to do that for our staff because if the staff sees or feels that uh, they, they're working in a much calmer office that's much more organized, that uh, does not have the, the day-to-day challenges that so many practices endure, then uh, you're able to keep a much better staff. You're able to, um, and you're also able to attract a uh, higher level uh, or greater, higher quality employee. Yeah, so it's not only the equipment that you're improving when you build a new office or remodel, it's also the layout, right? So workflow, and that, that's where that stressor is taken out of the equation? Uh, absolutely. In fact, uh, when we design, when my team designs an office, one of the things that we focus on is creating an office that has great functionality. And uh, the architectural definition of, uh, of functionality is optimization of production and the minimization of stress. And the way we do that is by creating spaces that are appropriately positioned throughout the office uh, to minimize repetitive movement. And that is one of the huge 
uh, elements of uh, a well-designed facility. You're going to minimize repetitive movement. And, and actually, that's kind of the definition of ergonomics. And so when we're, when we're designing a facility, we're designing it so that uh, the, the um, appropriate rooms that are symbiotic and that kind of work together to create a highly efficient uh, environment, rooms that are used frequently by the front desk staff are grouped together for the front desk staff. Clinical rooms that are used or clinical areas that are used by the clinical staff on a uh, on a uh, hour to hour and minute to minute basis are grouped very closely together and we we size each room appropriately based upon the tasks that the team is attempting to accomplish, whether or not that's the front desk team or whether or not that's the uh, the, the, the clinical team. Um, trying to accomplish a specific task. So you're right, it's, it's much more than, um, th than you would initially think, and it has a great deal to do with the flow of, of the office. Yeah, of course, you don't want redundancy. Anything that's redundant not only wastes time for everybody, but it's also not effective, it's not efficient, and it does create more stress, no question about it. What are some of the signs or considerations that it's time for a dentist to remodel or even perhaps build a new office? I think one of the biggest uh, issues that we've all experienced in our life is that, um, that we get behind, uh, that we can't manage the day clinically, that, uh, that patients are, are who were scheduled for, let's just say, the top of the hour, let's just say they're you're 10 or 15 minutes, and now it's instead of, it's 15 after the hour, it's 20 after the hour before they're actually brought into the operatory. And people don't like to wait. It's one of the top six reasons people uh, leave a practice, that patients leave a practice. The, the doctor does not see me on time. And so we want to try and eliminate that issue Completely. And, um, and and one of the ways that you do that, obviously, is to build a new facility that has an appropriate number of operatories so that you never, ever have a patient uh, waiting. Uh, another issue, if they have um, a patient base that is uh, cannot be seen in, let's just say, in one year's time or six months' time, that's problematic. You need to be able to uh, bring patients in relatively soon uh, after they've been uh, diagnosed. Otherwise, they go somewhere else. You know, it's just like we uh, we go to um, fast food restaurants, and uh, if we don't have our uh, we don't have our order within thirty seconds, a minute, uh, two minutes. Uh, we become extremely uh, aggravated and wonder where is it? You know, I mean, I, and if it's five minutes, it's just outrageous that we've been waiting that long. This is the mentality of uh, of, of our uh, citizenry, of our population now. And so, we, you know, whether it's right or wrong, that is their, their uh, that's that's their mentality. And so, when somebody um, uh, needs dental care, we need to be able to appoint them within a relatively short period of time. And if you've got long wait times, 
uh, this is how you start to really lose patients. So I, that, that would be another indication. And obviously, if you have an office that does not look like what you say it can do, in other words, if you have a great disparity between the image of the office and the quality of care, there is, I mean, that's a red flag because um, what many doctors tell me that uh, with whom we've worked over the years and we've designed thousands of offices over the last uh, 25 years, many doctors will tell me uh, after they moved into the new facility that um, uh, patients coming into the new facility who were existing patients said, you know, I'm really glad you did this because uh, I wanted to refer other uh, other people I know to your office, but it was just a little embarrassing. Um, it, you, you just didn't look like you were really as good as I, as I know you are, doctor. It, you just, you, the, the old facility looked pretty, pretty tired. And so uh, we, we want an office image that matches the level of care we propose to our patients. Yeah, and getting back to the uh, waiting, the patients waiting for to see a doctor, <clears throat> of course you can put in all the chairs you want, but you need more doctors too, right? Is it, Absolutely. So the, Absolutely. The, the consideration of remodeling, there has to be some sort of uh, idea that they're going to be bringing on more help, whether it's GPs or a specialist or whatever they're doing in the practice. Right. Okay, just want to make that clear. That'd be great if you could just add more chairs and, and the dentistry does itself. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Um, <laughs> and so the other big thing is image, right? So you mentioned mm -hmm. image. So here you have a doctor who's doing great dental work. The patient really loves it, knows the doctor for a long time, and has grown with the doctor as the practice is aged or the facility is aged and the equipment mm -hmm. is aged. But, right. you know, and they accept that because, you know, they're looking at it for all these years. But then they're afraid to refer their friends there because they're saying, hey, why are you going to a rundown office? Is that exactly that, okay? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Exactly. People get comfortable with um, with familiarity uh, comes comfort and, uh, and a certain level of blindness occurs by the uh, clinician as well as the long standing patients. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what and, and, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to say one other thing, though, Phil. Sure. You were you were mentioning we, we need more doctors if we're going to have all these more these more operatories. And my response to that is, you would be amazed how much more productivity you can generate with the same staff if you have a highly efficient uh, floor plan. Uh, mm -hmm. And what, we, we we hear this comment all the time. I can do twice the work in with, with half the effort. Yeah. And, 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 and you, I'm just going to give you an example. We count how, to, how many times a, uh, a, a clinical assistant will walk from sterilization into an operatory and how many times, you know, vice versa, the, the, the opposite uh, uh, trip is made. Uh, we count the number of times the doctor reaches for a light during the day. Uh, we've counted the number of times the doctor looks into the oral, into the oral cavity and out every day. We're looking at every movement and with the design and the principles of design that we've developed, we're able to minimize every movement inside the office. And that's been our objective is the minimization of repetitive movement and driving uh, up. And, and also with the, as you can imagine, 
when you minimize repetitive movement, you also uh, minimize the amount, you reduce the treatment time involved with caring for a particular patient. You haven't changed the, you haven't changed the quality of the care or the attention to detail. All you've done is extracted or subtracted the, uh, the, the wasted time with the extraneous movement. And so what we found is that uh, you can be uh, exceedingly more efficient and deliver more care to more patients in less time. I'll just give you an example. The, uh, the average office that we will design will have a 38% increase in productivity in their first year with no new staff. Hmm, that's impressive. No, new, no, no new staff. Mm -hmm. And the doctor works two and a half hours less every week in direct patient care. The average doctor will work 31 hours in direct patient care every week. And uh, when we, when, when, when you, when you're working in an office that is um, very efficiently designed, you'll work 28 and a half hours in that office. You work a little less, maybe two and a half hours less every week, and you enjoy uh, a, a lot more productivity and, and you feel better at the end of the day. You yeah. don't feel so worn out. Uh, impressive stats. And the doctor will end up working for a much longer period, extending his career overall. So let me ask you this. What are some of the major mistakes that you've seen with doctors designing their practice and how can they be avoided? Okay. The, the number one mistake that, uh, I mean, that's a great question. And, and, and as soon as you asked the question, I thought, oh my gosh, I, I know, um, you know one thing just jumps out at me. Uh, almost universally, uh, doctors do not design an office that's large enough in, in two respects. Number one, they do not design an office with enough operatories. You're going to be in your office on average for 17 and a half years before you move or retire. And, and again, this is just a, just a statistic that we have tracked uh, for two and a half decades. And we, we also um, uh, recognize that um, the, so many of these offices are too small. People are trying to minimize the square footage of their facility to save money when the real objective should be the optimization of production. I'm trying to not just create an engine that that produces a lot every month. I'm trying to I'm trying to optimize my production while minimizing my stress. And in order to do that, we have to have specific sizes to specific rooms in the operatory, in sterilization, in um, the lab in the waiting room, at the front desk, uh, in, in the staff lounge. All these places are very specifically sized according to the tasks that they're attempting to achieve. And so if we're able to create a space that's appropriately sized, then uh, you're gonna optimize that production. But so many of the offices are too small when they're designed and one of the most horrendously mis-sized mis uh, spaces in an office is the front desk. It's either way too little or too, or way too big. It's, you know, it, it, it needs to be just right, so to speak. And, and I say just right. Well, there's a number of factors associated. We won't go into that now, but I'm just suggesting that there is a, 
a sizing criteria for the vast majority of the working spaces inside the office. So the, the overall size of the office as well as the number of ops are the two biggest uh, issues. And the other thing I would say, uh, and I've already said this, but it applies to this question that you've asked, and that is we really need an office that reflects the level of care being proposed to the patients. That is critical because none of our patients have been to dental school. None of them understand uh, what the quality of the care really is, but so they extrapolate the quality of the care that we're delivering based on what they understand. And what they understand is whether or not the furniture uh, looks uh, up to date and, and is uh, maintained or if it's uh, dog-eared and worn or if the carpet is stained or if you've got um, uh, ceiling tiles that are dusty, uh, that type of thing. So we want to be sure that uh, the facility image is it, it really reflects who we are. Yeah, those are all great points. The information you provided, Dr. Thorne, is, is very, very good. We never had a podcast on building a new practice. So this is the first one for Dental Talk. So this is just excellent information for our listeners. To wrap up the podcast, let me ask you this last question. What is the first step a doctor should take when considering a major office project? The first step is going to be uh, putting together a team that's really going to help you, uh, help you design the office that is going to drive your production and minimize your stress. Uh, you know, if, if the goal is uh, cost minimization, well, you don't need much of a team. You don't even need to do a new office. Save all your money and stay where you are. <laughs> but if uh, you really want to create an office, it's going to hit a home run for the next 20 years. Um, you know, how many times have we all done this? Oh, gosh, maybe we've done it once. Maybe we've done it twice. Uh, some people who are really unlucky have done it three times building a new office. So what I'd say is, number one, go out and get a team that, uh, that, that does this every day and, and who has a track record of creating um, great environments with great, with great results. And that's the key. Not just does it look nice, do they have provable great results? And so I, I would say I would start out with the uh, your equipment specialist, but you're also going to have uh, your dealer equipment specialist, but you're going to have a, a cadre of individuals you need, which would include a, uh, an architect, uh, a commercial real estate person, a, um, a, and a lender. You know, gosh, the lender is going to be your new best friend because uh, if you can't get the money, you can't build a project. So uh, and, and a way to initiate all of this is to have the information you need in order to assess who is an appropriate individual to uh, to put on the team. And, uh, and, and I would suggest that, uh, uh, I guess, a couple of sources. Uh, number one would be the um, conference that, that I conduct uh, called Inspiring Success. Uh, it's sponsored by ADEC. I would highly recommend or suggest to people that uh, that you attend this conference. It's a two-day event, and in that two days, you learn as the uber manager of your project 
everything that you need to know and to pay attention to in order to uh, not just intelligently, but also uh, from a cost control standpoint, how do you how do you put together the team and how do you check off the, 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 the macroscopic steps of the project to be sure that each step is done and it's done correctly. Where is the conference uh, that ADEC is sponsoring? It, the, the conference uh, is just outside of Portland, Oregon, in Newburgh, Oregon, which is the headquarters uh, for ADEC. And, um, and, and people can learn of uh, the, the, the entire schedule uh, by contacting their, uh, their, their dealer representative and, uh, or their equipment specialist or going to the uh, ADEC website. Okay, and you're in charge of that, Dr. Tholen, that conference? Yes, I, I, I am the uh, uh, sole speaker for the two days. And so, um, yeah, we, we, I guess you'd call it ringmaster. And right. so, yeah, I, I conduct the entire two-day event. We cover uh, a myriad subjects. But the other thing that we do is the doctors have an opportunity to have an individual consultation with me to discuss the very um, particular aspects of their project or at least their their um, their ideas for a project and so they have full access to me at uh, lunch and at dinner and then also on those uh, just private individual one-on-one uh, -on -one consults yeah it seems to me that doing a project like this the doctor must have as much information as possible before they even think about beginning because when you start a project like this it's expensive it takes time uh, kind of disrupts your life a little during the transition and you certainly want the results to be like a home run and the only way to do this properly is to have expertise such as you Dr. Tholen and others that are in the design business that understand what a dental office needs. Um, ADEC is a great company. I wasn't aware that they sponsored this uh, conference until now. Uh, I know they're sponsoring this podcast but I, I did not know they have a a conference that sponsors office design, but uh, it sounds very exciting, and, and we hope to have you on a future podcast and learn more about this. Yeah, we really appreciate your time, Dr. Fuller. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it, too.